48K News. It's one o'clock on Benche. The headlines. President Trump issues executive orders targeting the Chinese apps TikTok and WeChat. Experts question a new method of collecting samples for coronavirus testing. And the mainland reports a strong set of trade figures. President Trump has an executive order to address what he called the threat posed by the Chinese-owned app TikTok. A ban on transactions of the parent company, ByteDance, comes into force in 45 days. The president said he had to take aggressive action to protect U.S. national security. Here's the BBC's David Willis. The executive orders maintain that TikTok and WeChat constitute a threat both to the economy and the national security of the United States and accuse the owners of collecting personal information which could be used either for corporate espionage or blackmail purposes or to track the location of U.S. government workers or contractors. The U.S. computer giant Microsoft has expressed interest in acquiring TikTok's business here, and Microsoft now has 45 days in which to complete the purchase. President Trump also issued an executive order against Tencent, the owner of the WeChat app. Meanwhile, an IT expert has warned that the U.S. plan to ban some tech companies and services of Chinese origin could deal a blow to the sector's development here. The honorary chairman of the Hong Kong Information Technology Federation, Francis Fong, says now that the U.S. has ended Hong Kong's special status, tech companies here will be in the same category as those from the mainland. The IT development will will definitely be hindered by these factors. Tech company in Hong Kong, especially startup, they will have to think twice about when they are going to have their service provided globally. And also they have to think about not just uh, business factor, but also political factors when they are having a new fundings coming in. Hong Kong Communist is no longer in uh, Hong Kong Communist anymore. They have a piece of China in the eyes of the U.S. government. So I think now they will be looking at all the Hong Kong Communist more precisely and carefully of their background. But the chairman of the American Chamber of Commerce says despite worsening U.S.-China relations, political uncertainty in Hong Kong and the national security law, most of its members are staying put. Robert Greaves told RTHK's Mike Weeks that this is still a great place to do business and that has stopped any exodus for the time being. We've gone through Sino-U.S. trade war, we've gone through protests, we've gone through COVID-19, we've had the national security law. And now we're having issues over technology. It's all of a piece. And our members want to stay in China, in greater China, and do business. It's a great place to do business. And so we're weathering the storm. And I think our members are basically for all of these things, Mike, taking a wait-and-see attitude. The American consulate in Hong Kong says it is ludicrous to accuse those meeting with them as collusion with external forces under the national security law. In a statement, it says it meets with everyone, including pro-government figures, and the meetings are needed for better understanding of each other. The consulate says the allegations underscore the fact that the new law is not about security, but to silence democracy advocates and threaten people who are engaging in free speech. It also says the law seeks to create an atmosphere of self-censorship and fear. And it would be an enormous tragedy, the consulate says, if the law crushes openness and diversity that has made Hong Kong so unique. 
Experts have questioned a new method of collecting samples for coronavirus testing, as authorities began distributing kits to Wong Tai Sin residents as part of an extended community testing scheme. Timmy Song reports. Hong Kong has been using the relatively comfortable deep throat saliva test for months to find out whether people have been infected with COVID-19. It involves coughing up some saliva from your throat. But this is now being changed to swapping the back of your throat with a cotton bud, which can lead to a gagging reaction. The tests are being organized by three private firms hired by the government to expand the SCR's testing capability. They include two from mainland China. The first to use the new method are residents from a public housing estate in Wong Tai Sin. They were given testing kits this morning. But Wong Lei Po from the Hong Kong Molecular Pathology Diagnostic Center warned that the results might not be accurate if the samples were not collected properly. He told an RTHK program he was afraid this could lead to false negatives. An infectious disease advisor to the government, David Ho, also questioned the accuracy of throat swap samples, saying it would be better if people had help from medical personnel. Speaking on commercial radio, Professor Ho from the Chinese University said the switch was probably because the government wanted to make things easier for the external testing team. He said if the collection methods were done properly, the accuracy and value of both deep throat saliva and throat swaps were similar. Six central and western district councillors have tried to enter the Sun Yat-sen Memorial Park Sports Centre in Western to check whether it will become a COVID-19 testing centre. They were blocked by around 50 police officers at the entrance. Five of them were then given fines for violating anti-epidemic group gathering restrictions. They then ripped up the tickets in front of the media. One of the district councillors is Jordan Pang. It's just our duty to monitor the facility and also to have a meeting to question the government representatives whether this is a safe facility uh, to us. So um, I think it's uh, absolutely you can see is a political suppression that uh, the government trying to you know, avoid to answer the questions. Earlier, a truck believed to be carrying mainland COVID-19 testing kits was seen entering the park late last night. Police say they have arrested 41 people, five of them minors, in connection with the alleged sale of illegal drugs on social media. In a series of raids, officers seized drugs with a street value of over $1.3 million. Senior Superintendent Nkwok Zhang from the Narcotics Bureau said drug dealers had switched to social media since bars and clubs were shut because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Migrant worker groups have called on the government to provide free food and accommodation to foreign domestic workers, especially those who are in between jobs or who are stranded in Hong Kong due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The mission for migrant workers says thousands of workers are now stuck in extremely crowded and unhygienic dormitories operated by employment agencies, where the coronavirus can easily spread. Over the past few days, at least two maids who had stayed at boarding houses have tested positive for the virus. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zhang says the administration must tackle the problem as soon as possible. I would call for the government to open up vacation or holiday camps to allow for such purposes. Also, another way of doing it is to allow uh, hotel or motel packages for them so that they could be rehoused to a more decent accommodation situation. The High Court is hearing a leave application from pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong on whether he can proceed with a judicial review against his disqualification from last year's district council elections. 
the former leader of the now disbanded Demo Sisto, was the only one barred from running in last year's polls, with the Southern District Electoral Officer citing his pro-independence views. Barrister Margaret Ng, who represents Mr. Wong, argued that an election petition isn't sought for this case because they are not challenging the poll results, but the legality of the returning officer's exercise of public power. The powerful Rajapaksa family have cemented their grip on Sri Lankan politics with an overwhelming victory in parliamentary elections. Their Sri Lanka People's Front and allies will have a two-thirds majority in the new house, allowing President Gotabaya Rajapaksa to name his brother Mahinda as prime minister, as well as other relatives to his cabinet. The BBC's Ambarasan Etharajan reports. The scale of the victory for President Gotabaya Rajapaksha's party is not a surprise, but the opposition's total rout has been stunning. The former Prime Minister, Ranil Vikramasinghe, lost his own constituency and his United National Party managed to win just one seat. It had more than a hundred in the outgoing parliament. With the dominant majority, the Rajapakshas could attempt to change the constitution to increase the powers of the president. Activists, already alarmed by the diminishing space for dissent and criticism, fear such an eventuality could lead to greater authoritarianism. The French President Emmanuel Macron has promised a coordinated international effort to help the Lebanese people while urging a new political order in the wake of the explosion that devastated Beirut on Tuesday. On a visit to the city, Mr. Macron said an international conference would be organized to mobilize aid funds. He said he had heard the anger on the streets where crowds had welcomed him, but people must now focus on what unites the country. We have to rebuild trust and hope. That can't be enacted, that can't arise overnight, but it depends on building a new politics in which everyone moves beyond the divisions behind which they have found refuge, beyond the sectarianism that has at times been captured by a system that is itself captured by organized corruption. Dozens are still missing, while thousands have been working to clear the streets of debris. President Trump has said that his Democratic rival for the presidency, Joe Biden, is against God. In a speech in the swing state of Ohio, he said Mr. Biden, who is a Catholic, was following a radical left-wing agenda, would take away people's guns and was against religion. President Trump, who has rarely been seen visiting church himself, is relying heavily on the conservative Christian vote. A Biden campaign spokesman said the faith of the former vice president was at the core of who he is and guides his actions. China's exports surged by 7.2% in July when compared to a year earlier, while imports dropped 1.4%. That's according to mainland customs data. A Reuters poll had forecast exports would fall 0.2% after an unexpected 0.5% expansion in June. Imports were estimated to have climbed 1% versus an increase of 2.7% in June. China posted a trade surplus of just over 62 billion US dollars last month. That compares to a forecast for a $42 billion surplus and $46.42 billion surplus in June. President Trump says he signed a proclamation to reimpose 10% import tariffs on some Canadian aluminium products. Mr. Trump told factory workers in Ohio it was necessary to protect U.S. industry. 
And a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was trading at 24,364. Turnover is $102 billion. And a quick look at currency, the U.S. dollar is trading at 105.59 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. And now for a quick look at the sports, here's Atom Jang. We start with golf. Jason Day shares the lead with Brendan Todd after round one of the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco. Their five under par 65 is good for a one-shot advantage. Day won the event in 2015 and was pleased to start with no bogeys in his opening round. It was good. I uh, got off to a great start. I mean, got a little bit lucky between the bunkers on 10, but, you know, you got to take the luck when uh, when that comes by. But um, today I drove it really nicely. And when I was out of position, I, I left myself on the right side of the fairways to be able to at least get somewhere around the greens. And if I did miss the greens, I left it in the right spot. So, um, yeah, very pretty sound the whole way around. I you know, had a lot of good quality sh- iron shots coming into the greens. I uh, wasn't overly aggressive and, um, you know, there was a couple of shots uh, on 9 and 17 where I hit it pretty tight, but, uh, you know, overall it was very solid. Defending champion Brooks Koepka is among nine players tied at four under par. He's hoping to win the event for a third straight year and was happy with the start he made. My iron play, I think, is, is key. Um, I felt like we had a lot of good numbers today, um, which which always helps. But um, struck it really well, put it in the right spots. Felt like I had a good uphill look most of the time, and um, that's what you need to do out here. Uh, you know, you got to drive it in play, and I felt like I did that. Um, I was I was pleased with it. overall everything. To football's Europa League, where the English side Wolves are through to the quarterfinals. Raul Jimenez scored an early penalty to give Wolves a 1-0 home win over Olympiacos. They progress 2-1 on aggregate and will take on Sevilla in the last eight. That game will be played in a neutral venue in Germany. Here's the Mexican striker Jimenez, who picked up his 17th goal on the season. It's a, a long, long season. Yeah. Uh, we started last year. Now that we are here, we still with the same pace, with the same rhythm. Uh, we want to achieve big things, and we we know that we can do it. Uh, now we have to fly Germany, uh, be focused on what's coming. The Toronto Maple Leafs are on the brink of elimination from the NHL playoffs after blowing a three-goal lead against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Pierre-Luc Dubois scored a hat-trick, including the overtime winner, as the Blue Jackets beat the Leafs 4-3 to take a 2-1 lead in their best-of-five qualifying series. The Vancouver Canucks blanked the Minnesota Wild 3-0. One more win for the Canucks will see them through to the next round. And that's your look at sports. Atom Jung reporting. And that's the news from RTHK. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion, and I'm usually quite laid back. But you can count me in to fight COVID-19. Here are my tips. Don't go to work and seek medical advice promptly if you're unwell. Avoid eating out or going out if it's not necessary. Keep at least one meter apart from others and avoid contact with people who show symptoms. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. These are the tips for us to prevent COVID-19. Shopping, splitting bills, supporting parents with housekeeping money. 
We often have to pay and receive money in daily life. Do you want an easier way to transfer funds? The Hong Kong Monetary Authority has launched the Faster Payment System, or FPS, a brand new system for instant cross-bank and e-wallet money transfer, anytime, anywhere. A mobile number is all you need. Register via banks or e-wallets and start receiving funds using your mobile number. FPS, put your mind at ease.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. Friday, the 7th of August, is today.